0: Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with C. Your girl is back with another episode. On this episode, I am going to talk about the first week of the NBA being back. And also, I got to chop it up with my good sis, Miss Nora Natish. But before we begin, let's take a short break.
1: Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere, MTNV Sports. I'm so geeked. I'm here with the founder and the CEO of the Ozel brand, our sponsor, Mr. Titus, Ozel Golden. How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm blessed. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing great. Yo, do me a favor. Tell me about what got you started making shoes. Man, it's just crazy. Just growing up in a type of environment I grew up in, mother getting robbed and shot, me being molested, me not knowing who I was as a a person, as a man, birthed something in me. I started looking at shoes as a way out in middle school, and God gave me this dream and gave me this vision, and boom, it birthed. Man, I saw these shoes. They're beautiful, they're high quality, and they're at a, a good affordable price, bro. What went into making the shoes? Man, it's just me thinking about the shoes that I love, the shoes that I desire as a kid. Well, my mother couldn't afford it, so it's like now, how can I create a shoe at good quality at affordable price for other families who actually are currently going through what I went through as a kid? Bro, I heard you can play two sports in them. Are they soccer and football cleats? Yeah, man, they two sport cleats, soccer. And football. See, growing up, I played multiple sports, so it was just like bouncing from transition from different shoe to shoe. So, hey, it's two and one, so it's a good deal. Where can people find these shoes, man? Man, you go to ozelbrand.com. Follow Ozel Brand on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But please subscribe on ozelbrand.com, please. Yo, you heard the man, Mr. Titus Ozel Golden. That's his middle name, yo. Go <laughs> go out and support this brother. He is doing his thing Listen, you want to support them, you want to get these shoes on your feet, look, they're beautiful, remarkable quality, and at an affordable price. Listen, stop what you're doing. Go to Ozel Brand. That's O Z-E-L-L brand.com today.
0: My good sis, Miss Nora Natish, host of the NFL Digest host of The V Report, a fashionista, killing it in corporate world, a great person, a great friend, a great co-host, she's an author, a writer, and so much more. Oh, and most importantly, she reps New York for everything. Introducing Miss Nora Natish. Good evening, Nora Natish. How are you doing this evening? I'm great. How are you, C? I'm good. Thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. Of course, I had to, you know, find out why my good sis loves uh, football the way she does. But we're going to start at the very beginning. So just tell us where you're from and a little bit about who you are.
2: Okay, okay. So, my name is Benora Lewis. But I go by Norna Tish. I am from New York. I am a New York girl, born and raised. I ended up moving to Louisiana when I was eighteen to go to school. I went to Xavier University of Louisiana, HBCU in the house. Hey. And hey, girl. <laughs> then I moved um, to Washington D.C. Okay. Where so, I sorry. No God. Oh, I'm in Washington, D.C., where I started my professional career. I work at a lobbying firm on my nine-to-five, but as you guys have probably know by now, I'm also with the MTMV um, Sports Podcast Network. I started, should I start my my sports career or just in general who I am? Just in general, and then we'll get into oh, your okay, no, sports career. Yep. But yeah, so I am a philanthropist. I am an author. I'm. I am in a, men- I'm a mentor. I am a business consultant and a business um brander. So I work on branding people and businesses. I also have written some, um some things, got some things published, you know, been a scholar, been the kid that went through all the school stuff, got, I have an MBA and a master's in law. So
0: very smart and very on my feet. I know and that's I right. love me some sports. Thank you. <laughs> So where did it all begin in the sports world? Cause I know I heard you talk about how much you wanted to play tennis and how like, you know, other sports that you played. So where did the love for sports come from in general? The love for sports the play sports came from, um, this being very young and having
2: brothers. My brothers played football while my oldest brother played basketball. So I want to do something too. i If you guys know me, I don't play basketball. I am horrible. Like no hand-eye coordination whatsoever. Like I can give you one good layup. I can hit the paint hard with that layup. That's all she can do. I can dribble really cool, but it doesn't give like you guys think it gives. So I couldn't play basketball. I did um, play football with wide receiver for a little bit, but I don't like pain. So when I got hit, that was it. And I became that competitive <laughs> cheerleader for several years after that. And I played soccer, I played field hockey, ice hockey, and
0: I also ran track. Wow! You that. was you was an athletic kid. I just did um, cheerleading. I was not doing. Woo! Come else. on, cheerleaders in the house. Yeah, come on. You Woo. know we're athletes too. You know. Yep. Right, oh cheerleading. Heck yeah! <laughs> cheerleading, <laughs> but that is about it. So now you have the V report. And explain what the V-Report is and where you would like to see the V-Report. V yeah, so the V-Report is my
2: podcast, which has now entered the YouTube world, which I never thought in a billion years it would. But uh, it's a podcast where I talk about sports from um, a female perspective. I talk about football and basketball, the two sports that I personally love and the, the two sports that I focus a lot of my attention to. On the V-Report, I cover um, Men's and women's basketball, and I also um cover football, totally. And then also I go to like a few segments where I talk about New York sports because again like, I'm a New York girl, so you hear things about the Rangers or the Yankees. But again, I can only talk about those teams. <laughs> I um, um my podcast actually got pretty popular during the pandemic because covering covering Korean football the kbo and i actually was reached out to people from people from that organization reached out to me and said thank you for covering our games because if you guys remember the beginning of the pandemic there was nothing and i just launched my podcast and i'm a person that's really big on consistency so me stopping because the world stopped was not what i could do so i would wake up at two in the morning watch korean baseball yeah and it was funny because you see like cartoon characters, like cutouts in the stands. I'm just saying like, this is goofy. But it was very interesting. And um, it was cool to see sports that I, I have never even focused on. I never even thought the Korean had a, a baseball league. I was like. Right. I'm sh- still in A-B-O. Awe. It, the I'm telling you, when I was talking like. Those that listen to my show know I can't pronounce anything correct. So you have a name that is just not one syllable is going <laughs> to get kind of dicey. So <laughs> some of them names from them teens, I was just, uh, the, I think it was like, one was the Camelot? I remember them. I was like, I know I'm saying that wrong.
0: <laughs> listen, when the commentators say their name, I'm like, oh, that's how you say it. Great. And then I write it in a way that I know I'm going to remember to say it right. So I suck at names too.
2: Well, see, you would correct me a thousand times on some of these WFBA <laughs> players' names. I'm sitting here like, okay, I can't tell you, I can't say Sabrina's last name. Say my life. I said Sabrina on Liberty. You know who you are, baby. You know who you are. So I'm saying last. You know who you are. I can't. say You and that's true. Girl, come on. That's <laughs> what we so, do on the v Report. It's a fun, a fun podcast where I just bring a calming energy. When I first started, I was um. Very similar to you, I had a lot of interviews. I because again we we're all at home, so I did bring a bunch of. I wanted to bring a platform where anybody can come on. I had um uh, football players on. Had um this lovely woman that was trying to get into the WNBA, but she played overseas, so she came on my show, and I had different um uh, college players come on my show. It was just a. I want. I always wanted to bring a atmosphere where you can feel comfortable, like similar to what you do as well. Feel comfortable and be able to tell your story and have someone listen to it.
0: What I want to know, what admires me the most of your show is not only do you come on there and like share when you're down, when you're having a rough day, but you know your football. What? Like I, you know how I, how I know my basketball, you know your football. Yes. And <laughs> that is what, really draws me into because it's not the average way that it's broken down on the nfl network or we hear the ladies on the sideline breaking Mm -hmm. it down during halftime or asking questions so where does that like love for football come from where you know where you can speak about who's gonna win these games or who's the player for this game or how do you where does that come from so uh my brothers they played football growing up
2: they all played I just thought the sport was very interesting. I was okay. I love a good compact sport, contact sport. So it was just like, I just thought it was like, dang, I want to play. And when I got to play, I was like, I loved it. I loved, I loved being a wide receiver. I'm like a lot, y'all. I loved it. I love talking smack. I love catching the ball in your face and dissing you, and then also be able to use my dancer skills to make sure I don't go out of bounds. And the these young boys are like what the heck is this? Like, they don't want to hit me. And some do, And I'm just like, you can't catch me though. So it was just like, like, that's where it started. No track (laughs) skills. Okay. The track and the dance skills come together. (laughs) So it started, all started there and, um, being able to like be around my dad and watch it, like watching games with him. And cause I was like, he he loves sports. So I was like, okay, if I want quality dad time, I'm going to, Besides when I want to watch The Little Mermaid in them, I got to make sure I could watch sports <laughs> with him. So I would definitely go downstairs and watch sports with him or go wherever he's at and just be up under him. And my brothers, even to this day, my brothers, I'm always like, sit down and watch it. But um, at this point, I like to look at it a different lens besides of a fan's lens, like a lens of analytical side, how okay. you can improve for the next game. So that's that started also, I guess you could say that was developed when I was in college. Because at that point, I knew I wanted to work in the sports realm. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just knew I wanted to do it. At the time, I was like, I want to be a sports attorney for the NFL. Mm-hmm. That would have never let me see any of the action on the field. So I was just like, well, hey, I'll like just be in the building. And then when I, um, well, that was well, not your question. So. No,
0: speak. continue. Is your, sure? because I want to yes, go. Continue.
2: continue. <laughs> yes. So, um. After college, and I didn't um, go straight into law school, I went into writing because I did um, get my minor in English and business. So I started writing for a se- several different online websites about football. My first website was sports, um, the Sports Forward, where I covered the retirement of Victor Cruz. That was my biggest article. It went, it did stupid numbers. And I was very excited about it because I just like I was shaking. In fact, I have a sports article published. Like I have Ooh, right. like academic um, papers published and research published, but that was all cool. Like that's cool. But like, that's not what I wanted to do. So having my first sports article published, especially on my team and one of my favorite, um, my receivers, that was a big moment for me. And I hope well, maybe, maybe, maybe in the atmosphere, he saw the article and just was like, Oh, no, about me. I'll be like, that's me yeah so, <laughs> so that popularity went from that to then I was starting to cover on um, the NBA um the 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 NBA got the cover on the Sports Forward and I also got the cover on the Basketball Herald and then from there I started writing it on 15 different websites just football and basketball but mostly football at the time um I did end up on Beyond Women's Sports which is where I got to cover the Liberty New York Liberty because that's my my home team and that's how I started. They started to grow from there. Everything started rooting. And this all started because of a Twitter conversation. Wow. The I personally thought that the Chiefs defense was piss poor. And I called it out <laughs> on, on Twitter. And some random Randy was up in there just trying to argue with me. I was like, I understand you're a Chiefs fan. Trust me. I get it. Your fandom is gonna definitely cloud your judgment, but someone looking from an analytical ends length of the time, the Chiefs are giving up so many points that mm-hmm. you have. Like I think this is right. Right when Pat Mahomes got there, like you, he has to put up forty one points. You should not Your your quarterback should have to work that hard if you're right. the defense is doing what they're supposed to do. And this guy was just like, "You're a stupid, girl." Whatever. And this guy named named Josh Moselle. I give, I tell, every time I tell my story, I say, Josh Moselle is the guy who founded me in sports. Like that's the guy who said, Hey, you want to write for Airbus Sports Network? you want to help cover the, um, BL liaison for what was that? Um, the league that folded, oh man, the AAF, the American something football league, Like, <laughs> but AAF was what it was. And he was like, you want to do that? And I was just like,
0: Sure, and that from there's where everything grew, everything Wow, grew. well, this hey, that's how we we got to know each other on Twitter, so you yes. know what? there's great <laughs> things on Twitter, so when you have your v report, you have your podcast. What would you say for anyone starting a podcast, how do you work through what is your toughest struggle? So one, what is your toughest struggle with the podcast, and what are some ways that you can work through, especially being a woman talking about? sports
2: uh that's a beautiful question and i think it's necessary because it's hard being a woman in the sports industry when you're not in on in media like you're not on camera you're not doing the moderating you're not the person that just leads the question when you're the person that the entire show is based around it is difficult because you're trying to cult. you try to capture an audience that is more let's be honest it's more male focused they Mm -hmm. the men they want to hear men talk about football. They want to hear Greeny. They want to hear Stephen A. They want to hear Mass Kellerman. I don't care what they say. I love this Max Kellerman. Mass okay. Kellerman. No, Says nice. right. they, they want to see, they want to hear them. However, we have voices too, and we have our own takes on it. So that's why my podcast was a little bit different because I wasn't, try- I'm not trying to be any of those men. I'm not even trying to be um Joy. I'm not trying to be... um Molly Curum, I'm not trying to be any of those people. I'm just trying to be myself and talk mm-hmm. about it from my lens. So my biggest hurdle, because I'm a very goal-oriented person. So I said, I want this amount of people listening every single week. And when I saw it, there were some weeks when things were high, some weeks when things were low, I was getting very frustrated because again, I'm a perfectionist. So that doesn't help when you have an in industry really. But uh, what helped me was I stopped looking at the listeners. Listening, listenership. I stopped looking at who's listening, and I started thinking who was listening. That was something huge for me because at first view if, if anybody who first listened to my first podcast episode, it was horrible. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to shade the first <laughs> my guest. He he took over the interview. I clearly didn't care. It was a it was a mess. It looked it just sounded <laughs> kind of bad. It just was like <laughs> all I could do is I... put my hands up like oh shame. So. Um, I had to take some time to learn from that situation. And also I stopped doing something that I know a lot of people do. They plan out their episodes. I don't, I literally go off the dome because I'm more authentic that way. So again, like, you know, you listening to a podcast or you watching one, you want somebody animated. Like I I watched, um, you know, he's toxic now, but I watched Joe button podcast when it first came out, when we had, they had the dream team. And I was like, no shade Joe button, but it is what it is. But like, he used to have the dream team where they just literally would talk. They would just have like friend to friend conversations. And that's how I brought in even my guests. I would give them like, okay, these are five questions, but we're probably going to talk more about like, what's your favorite color? Like what you like to do? Like what's up, mm-hmm. what's up after football or after basketball or whatever. So that's how, when I started doing that and started being more myself and stopped trying to be so corporate about podcasting, it just took over and did its own thing. So I would different. recommend to, I would recommend to any new podcaster, be yourself and enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. don't think too much about I need that one episode and then I'm on the shade room in the good way. First of all, right. Are you ever really on the shade room in the good mm-hmm. way? So, <laughs> so um don't think that way. Think more of like, okay, I'm having another great episode with my friends or by myself talking mm-hmm. about something I'm passionate about.
0: Oh, that's definitely a dope way to listen to it. I appreciate that. That's some advice that I could use, especially (laughs) during certain games of certain weeks. You're like, it has to be great. This has to be a certain way. Um, That's why I don't come with any questions anymore. I just, we just talk. (laughs) Um, You speak about, you know, on several conversations, we have the draft, the path to the draft, excuse me, butchering your name. Um, So (laughs) explain that to our listeners, what that is and where would you like to see the path to the draft
2: yes so those are your listeners that do watch nfl network especially around i would say end of march early april there's a program called path to draft where you where people follow different players that they have come from various beginnings and they're really following their path to draft day most of these players you know are going to get drafted like they usually, like I think, they usually focus on like four or five that you know we're going to get drafted, and you see like they're very, Some of them have very humble beginnings. I am a sucker for a good story. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like when I see this person go from such pain or such struggle, and then get to see them cross that stage and hug the commissioner, it's a really big moment for me. I feel like, wow, like. I know I am just this auntie oh in the corner. Don't you do you don't know, but I'm proud of you, young man. I'm proud of you, young lady. Like because you see the you saw what where, where you once was and you saw the progression you put into it. That's why I personally I like athletes. I love athletes because you put your blood, sweat, and tears into some a one craft that you were like, I'm banking everything on this. Mm-hmm. And I believe in when you're trying to make something happen, like something like something that no one can see coming, is because you put all your blood, sweat, and tears in it. You poured everything and you don't quit. And the athletes that I personally know, they've torn ACLs, they've hurt, they've broken arms, they've broken legs, and it did change how they performed, but they said, I'm not quitting. I'm just gonna change how I produce. If if my leg is bending this way, I'm putting that brace on it so I can stay straight so I can run that 40 time. Or if if my jumper is not, you know, it's not wet no more, they're going to definitely put that arm sleeve on and bring that elbow in and get that shot up there. So it's just, you see all that while they're going through the path of the draft. So that's what the show is about. And it's not a show called Agent that, well, I think they they cut that show, but it was a show called Agent where you see agents go get players from different, um d1 schools and those are things that i'm very interested in because um i can lead i give my my leading question like uh, i would say that that's something i want to do like i want to be somebody that can cover someone's journey to the pros because mm-hmm. i think it's important to see who this kid really is because again they're not technically children they are 21 22 as well as some basketball, 19 right. So they're more kids, but like I would say, like they all come from something. All those AAU leagues, all of those um pop Warner games, all those different things. You saw this child from little to now. Look, the stuff that took place, you know. So that's what all that path to draft and path to um excellence is all about.
0: Ooh, I like how that sounds. No, I want to. We, you are, and we're going to have, you know, the V report draft, path to the draft. If I (laughs) can't get these two words normal, I keep doing it backwards, but I got it. I got it. You got it. (laughs) So if you could describe your journey in one word thus far, what would it be? I'm going to take this. So, Steve
2: Harvey, if you're listening, which you will probably be one day, this is quoted from you, under construction. Ooh, why do you say that? Because it's not a straight road. It's not narrow. It's just always so there's a bump here, a stick here, a pothole there, but it's always under construction because I'm not done with my journey yet. Ooh. So my path's still available and open to me.
0: Oh, I like that. Oh, go ahead, good sis. I definitely do like that. Also, you experienced your 100th episode. Yes. Can you just explain to the amount of work put in to produce 100 episodes and just the joy you felt celebrating that episode? That episode was very big to me because
2: when I started my podcast, I was in a very happy world. Like I wasn't a happy life. My, you know, you know way, way went down. The money is in the hands. Family is good. Everybody's healthy. Everything's happy. When I got to my 100th episode, it was very emotional because I had a lot take place from the first episode with some Jeremiah Spicer, shout out to you, Jeremiah, all the way to the 100th episode where I had to reflect on, wow, I, I lost so many important people. Mm-hmm. went through a pandemic um, where you didn't know when it was going to end. You didn't know if you were going to live or die. So it was like a bunch of stuff that took place during that time. Um, relationships ended. Those that knew me at the beginning, they were like, oh, she's happy. Oh, no, never mind. She ain't in the relationship no more. I had a whole episode where somebody sent me a message saying, I'm praying for you. Cause I hear it in your voice. You're in pain. I said, yeah, dad, i Yep. Yeah. you're right (laughs) i am in pain in this episode but i'm gonna give it out to you because i believe in that consistency but that day was huge to me because i never i missed like maybe i would say four weeks total of like of recording and editing and i was because because again you know me i get sick a lot well if, if you listen to my show you know i get sick a lot so it's like um I got sick here. My or I had bronchitis, so I couldn't talk. And, and if all of y'all want to hear somebody try to talk with bronchitis, it's not cute on the mic. So <laughs> I was like, "Well, well, it's gonna be that week. We're gonna skip this one." But um, it was a lot of um, a lot of work and trying to be consistent, trying to get it out at twelve o'clock. Which you you know, listen to my show, and <laughs> every single Wednesday, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was hard. But that hundredth episode. Felt so good to reflect on all that. And I would tell again to podcasters that really are about showing their stuff, well, saying their stories and bringing people together and just expressing themselves. That consistency is so important. That's the only way you keep your audience. If you are constantly changing, and well, you should change as a person, but you right. can't change your time, can't be switching your days. Because people be like, yo, I'm sitting here waiting for a sports talk with C. She come out on Monday. Is this coming out on Thursday? every other week what's going on like you know that wouldn't be cool like but you are really good at that too coming out you on know, mondays period start the week off like that <laughs> sorry sundays Start time week off like that but yeah so it wouldn't be like it wouldn't um it would i wouldn't have gotten there if i kept being trifling and procrastinating but my hundred episode celebration was so much fun um very good single am. Like I told everybody's going to be very good single lamb <laughs> <laughs> That's that fashionista. Exactly. Cause that's actually the funny thing is that's what podcast will be about. Fashion and football. <laughs> it must be it was the dumbest thing. It was like F4 and F, fashion for a football. <laughs> that's what the name was. that's
0: when the original thinking, name. Of my podcast. When you're thinking of the names, right? Uh oh, it's, oh, it's, it's a battle. It's a battle.
2: That's why I said there in my speech, I was like, I am so happy I did not try to launch F4F <laughs> on the MTNV Sports Network. <laughs> People be like, what podcast
0: is this? I'd be like,
2: huh. <laughs> <laughs> shoot the messenger. <laughs> it's football <and> fashion. <laughs> so
0: hey, there's ways that. we can make it work. Some of these rap songs that be coming out. So oh, please. Okay. If we please there, there's ways to make it work. So if people want to follow you, talk to you, hear you, how would they do so? So if you want to follow me, you can follow
2: me on Instagram and Twitter at Nora, N-O-R-A underscore Natish, N-A-T-I-S-H. And that is the main outlets I use for sports media and things like that. Now for my other things I do, you can definitely click on those links that are connected to them. If you want to know more about, my foundation works and, um, my writings they're all on those areas.
0: So you can still I'll click the links in there right there. She's a guy. She could write, she could write, she writes very well. So if you need some editing, you know, You know, reach out to my girl for a small fee. She got you. Yeah, oh yeah. Make sure you say small fee. (laughs) (laughs) The fee is in there. (laughs) She got you. All right. Thank you, Nora, for coming on my show, Sports Talk with C. And, you know, listeners, make sure you follow, tune in every week and get you some good O.B. report. Thank you. The NBA is back. We had a full week. I am most excited, but still annoyed. As you guys know, I do have a live show on Mondays with the squad. I am Miles Austin and Wildress Ruffin. So make sure you guys tune in on Mondays at 8:30 with the squad on MTMB Sports YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and all that good stuff. But if you tuned in Monday, my unpopular opinion was the Lakers were going to have the 5 seed at the end of the season. Right now they had an 0 and 3 start. I don't know who to you know what I do know who to blame. Mhm. Rob, what are you doing in that GM office? Seriously, what are you doing? Because trades should have been made. Russell should not be on this team. Not because it doesn't work for one, okay? The type of basketball league that we have now is a bunch of shooting. You should be having shooters around LeBron and Pat Bev, Nun, and Russell, they don't they're not shooters. At all. So what are you doing in that office? Because you're making Russell hate the game of basketball. Hate it. He went two for 20 and said his night was solid. In what world? Not this one. Not this organization, because that is not a solid night. That is terrible. That is horrible. Yeah, no. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Rob. Rob, please fix this. You know, there was a... For the Lakers organization, it's just horrible. Like, horrible. Like, something needs to change. Seriously. Pat, stay off Twitter, okay? All that energy you want put in them fingers, put into the basketball court, bro. Because y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. I wanna go. I was talking to uh, my friend and I was telling her, I'm gonna slap them up saw, upside their head. Because what is you doing? But I'm still gonna stand ten, 10 toes down on what I said. I said what I said, and they're still gonna finish fifth in the West. Moving on. Um the Grizzlies. Wow, Ja, you are so explosive. Your game is just fire. Dope. Love it. And um, we all was thinking that they were going to have this, you know, run like they did last year. But I didn't think it was going to happen this fast. I really didn't think that it was going to happen this, like, quick in the season. I didn't think they was going to mesh well right away. Um, but they are. They ain't playing no games. Don't sleep on Memphis at all. You know, uh, Ja had a 49. I really thought he was going to go for that 50 piece, but he had a 49 piece to other day. It was and That little um, fast break dunk where he was going up the court, switching to the left hand and dunk. Yo, that was crazy. I love it. Oh, my God. Basketball makes me so happy. Whew, I love it. Um, Let's see who else on the West. Can you believe it? Utah Jazz is 2-0 right now. I want to ask a question. Why don't nobody like Utah? Seriously. Is the city boring? I mean, I've never been. Probably sound boring. But I don't know. Um, the clip is whoo, Tyloo. I know that's right, Coach. Should have been like, Coach, but you know what? We're going to. Yes, squad. Got a squad, okay? Like Deep deep. It was like watching hmm, Coach Carter. Like when I was watching the Clippers, it was like watching Coach Carter and the way that he coached them to play ball and to win. That's what I was seeing. From watching the Clippers, because they boy do they got a squad. The Warriors are the Warriors. Um, I gotta see a little bit more. I definitely got to see a little bit um more from the Sun before I can really speak about them. Zion, Brandon, CJ. I see you. I definitely see you, Zion. You look so happy out there playing basketball. Keep it up. I love it because you being happy with playing the sport of basketball is showing right on that basketball court. And it's absolutely amazing. Speaking about absolutely amazing, let's jump straight to the Eastern Conference because the Celtics have a 3-0 start. Jason Tatum is like, you know what? We made it to the finals last year. Stop disrespecting our organization. Because when the whole thing broke out about Coach Mdoka, sorry if I messed up your name, came out about him, a lot of people were saying that the Celtics was not going to have a good start. We didn't know if Joe was going to, you know, live up to the hype of being the coach, Um. Joe's from Rhode Island so you know we got some ballers out there so I wasn't thinking that he's been with the team for I believe th- three seasons so I was thinking that you know he was gonna add his own little twist onto what the team already knew that he already coached them so that wasn't one of the concerns for me I just thought that they weren't just gonna they weren't gonna come out hot. Because of everything that was going on within the Boston Celtics organization. But they shut me right up, real quick. And that pickup for Brogdon coming off the bench. Now that was solid because he's been given some solid minutes and he's playing very, very well. So let's see what the uh Celtics keep doing. Um, who, bro, will. I guess our show tomorrow is going to be hilarious because both of our teams at our zero and, uh, zero and three start. Um, I think ours is zero and two, and they're zero and three. But if I was going to describe Philly in a word, rate right, one word right now, I would say it's hesitant. I don't. Something about Joel and Joelle seems very hesitant with the ball or just the game or maybe it was just the two teams that they played I don't know it just doesn't look like the same Joel to me maybe it's the first week but I feel like everyone should be having this hyped up energy like it's goal time so I don't know what's up with that um the Nets you know what only thing that I want to know is everyone says that Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. He's this, he's that. But when they got smacked the first game, oh, he has to get back into rhythm. Oh, that he didn't have a full team last year. His squad's gonna come. It's always an excuse for Kevin Durant. This is why this kid deleted me off Facebook one time because he hates LeBron. And I don't hate KD. KD's nice. His jumper is ridiculous. Um offensively, he is amazing. But no one can ever say when KD, when they lose. It's not KD's fault. KD didn't do nothing. Every single time, so I used to go back and forth with this kid on Facebook, and he deleted me because I said, "You're double standard, bro." All the time, like I just want people to bash KD the way they bash LeBron when things don't go the team's way. I, ho- I hope you see how I threw that in there, the team. But anyway, then um, you are not shooting anymore. What are you afraid of? Seriously, you do not, you're not on the sixes. You're not required to shoot. Listen, you look happy. Now just play happy basketball. I promise you, it will. everything will come together. If you're happy playing basketball, happy will come right out in, on, excuse me, on the basketball court. I love Donovan playing in a Cleveland Cavalier jersey. That is amazing. You guys know how I love Spider. I definitely need to get a jersey. I really want a Boston Celtics jersey that has Griffin just because that's my mom's last name. And But I won't wear a Boston Celtics jersey. That is the part about it. The heat. See, this is why I don't have the heat. In the top five in the East right now, because Jimmy solid, they're all solid. Let me—they're on the NBA team. Of course, they're all solid, but the way everyone's like, "Oh, you forgetting? You're forgetting Miami. You're forgetting Miami." If I just don't s- see it, Hero, like he—I don't I, don't, I don't know, I don't—he doesn't have that hype for me anymore. Um, I know, like I'm continuously saying, I know it's only the. First week, but the he are dogs. When they're playing with that dog mentality, they're unstoppable. But when they keep coming back to this laid back game type of style of play, no. Mm-mm. Eric, I'm gonna need you to let them know. Um, stop playing like dogs, like all the time. Um, it was I did like seeing Paolo play. That boy is nice, yo. Paolo is real nice. Even though my sleeper team is Orlando Magic, even though they have an 0-3 start, it's okay. It's okay, though, because the Sixers have an 0-3 start. So it's okay. It's okay. It's still my sleeper team. Um, Nah, but I'm just excited to see all the squads ball um, and continue to get better as teams and how this conference stand-ins are going to keep fluctuating throughout of the season. Because the Nets are gonna get it, the Sixes are gonna get it, the Bulls. Come on, Bulls. I need you to get with it. Um, I definitely want to see what Detroit is going to do. Um, the Bucks, I can't wait for Middleton to come back. I really I miss you, Middleton. Come on, Chris, come on back. Um, so yeah, basketball is back, guys. So let me know who's your squad. Who's your sleeper team? And what is your unpopular opinion? You guys heard mine and I want to hear yours. So with that being said, I am going to leave out, like I said, every week with a a new quote that I find that either has to do with me, has to do with this journey or anything that is very appealing to me. So I'm going to front. I'm not going to front. Excuse me. I was on Amazon and I was looking at like, you know, gifts or whatever. And, um, you know, when the suggestion box, when you're looking at things, so a a bathroom canvas had came up and it says, whenever you find yourself doubting how far you can go, just remember how far you have come. Remember everything you have faced, all the battles you have won and all the fears you have overcome. It doesn't have like an author or anything. I don't know who wrote that, but that is facts. And I feel so great leaving this with you guys to end the show. And I'm going to repeat it just in case you did not hear it. Whenever you find yourself doubting how far you can go, just remember how far you have come. Remember everything you have faced, or the battles you have won, And all the fears that you have overcome. With that being said. Seize out.
1: Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team My Voice. With MTNV Sports.